What did you do with a drunken sailor? What did you do with a drunken sailor? What did you do with a drunken sailor? Early corn morning. It's like we're in the film. It's yeah, like it is. Yeah. Film. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Dan Joe Film Show. Hello. Hello. I can't see you today. <laughs> I can't see you either. <laughs> I can't see I can't screen. see your beautiful face today, oh, Joe. Very Hold on, let me move a little bit. Very, hey. Hey, I can see the is. stubble. You're very charming. You oh, just gave you. all that charm um in in a coffee shop which we won't name. No. For uh, legal reasons. Yeah, for legal reasons. Um, but yeah, very charming. How are you feeling, Dan? You okay? I'm doing good. I'm quite tired this week. I started uh, my placement in good old Yates. Have you been to Yates before? I've not been to Yates. Don't before. go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, it's lovely. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. So it's been a tiring week, but half term is next week, which I'm excited so you for. Get a little bit of a break. We yeah, get a little a couple of a break. cinema days. A couple of oh, I can't not wait. You love a good cinema day. Oh, I you? tell you what, Joe. Nothing gets me going. Like going for a cinema day. I tell you what, I, love I feel like I'm on cloud nine. Um, yeah, so yeah, I caught up with you earlier this week and you yeah. said you were um, you were feeling the effects of having to get up so early in the morning oh, to Joe. travel to eight. I loved it because you're like, I have to get up at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I was like, that's my really life every day. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a very privileged boy, aren't I? I'm you like, are. Daddy, Mummy, I've got to wake up at six. It's normally 7.45. Uh, I was like, I was like, I didn't say anything at the time because I could tell you worked up. But I was like, I was like, this welcome to my yeah, world. Yeah, welcome to the real life, the Dan. Real yeah. But um it's been it's been a interesting week a uh, mm. couple of weeks since the last time we did the podcast. Yeah. Obviously a lot has happened. Mm. Um uh do you want to mention anything well, about um well I'll, 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 I'll let you kind of mention it but yeah like you said um a lot of change has been going on not so much with this show. Yeah. Uh, this show it, we're absolutely fine you know we we we're on episode 3 now but uh, another show so Joe I'll I'll let you take Yeah over. so the other show that we were involved in obviously uh quite a bit has happened with that and it looks like um myself and yourself are not you and I are not going to be uh carrying on with that anymore which is a little bit sad yeah because um that was kind of our uh this this is our kind of that was kind of our firstborn really wasn't mm, it Dan? yeah yeah this is our kind of second child yeah and that was our firstborn second so. child this one's a bit easier doesn't yeah. cry as much yeah but that first one was you know it was a miraculous conception that first child wasn't it <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah it's been a bit tough but you know what um i've got to say you've been great over the last kind of week you've or been so. great as well and um on the weekend i was particularly stressed mm. um particularly kind of angry and upset by it all and you calmed me down massively oh so, thank you uh so yeah we, we, we got through it and uh, we're excited for uh, what's coming up with the podcast today yes and uh for future episodes as well exactly on to bigger and better things and uh speaking of 
the best thing. Uh, we've got a very special guest in the studio today. We've been wanting this man to come onto the show for years now, for many, <laughs> many years. He's the king of Carmarthen. He's the king of GTFM. Please, ladies and gentlemen, wel- welcome to the show, Yoan Dyer. Hey. Hello. Hello, Hello Shamai. I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good to have you on the show, finally. Uh, can I just say, shame on Radio Cardiff. I think it's <laughs> oh, no. absolutely... <laughs> Disgraceful <laughs> decision. You and I were being so PC, weren't we? We were just I like, know, yeah. right, we're going to be professional, and then you're no, like, that's say, fair enough. You, you've asked me to come on yeah. and, and express opinion. No filter. I think yeah. It's disgusting, if I've got to be honest. And uh, the amount of work that you guys have put in. And the powers that be at Radio Cardiff should have a very long, hard look at themselves. Oh, if, I love it. If they want to treat people like that to work uh, tirelessly for the shows and dedicated for the shows, well, I'm sorry, they're showing nothing but contempt for you two. Oh, oh. Well, th- well, thank you, Ewan, yeah, for that. thank you, Ewan. You know, so, we- I, I, I'm very jealous. Moving on quickly, I, I, I'm very jealous because you and Ewan have done a show together before, haven't you, Dan? Yes, it, it, it still goes down as one of the greatest shows I've ever done. So, yeah, Joe came on the, our other show um, at, about two years ago now. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I remember it was in the summer. Um, and I, I just want to say, can I, if I want to talk about, obviously I've known Yoan a little bit longer than Joe has, but I remember the first ever day I met Yoan, I don't know whether he can remember it, but I was, I believe I was in university, I was in a second year, right? and um, I don't know how, but I, I was doing a radio um, project for one of my modules, and I, I arranged an interview with Yoan. Um, who you know is I? He was a big uh, film critic. He you know Ewan's been on Radio Wales. He's been GTFM. Um, so I thought right, I'll, I'll message Ewan and I'll get an interview sorted. So anyway, um, we arranged an interview at Cineworld in the bar here in Cardiff. Oh yeah, I do and remember now. For some reason, I don't know whether I was definitely my fault, but I arrived forty-five minutes late to that interview. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know whether it's I couldn't find him in the in the in cinema. I don't know whether it's I, I was running late. I don't know, but I remember being sweaty and being panicked. Um, and then I finally see him. He's up in the bar in the corner, not I, drinking, not drinking. No, no. Can I just say <laughs> that? Is it, it, he's sober. It is the afternoon. Um, and um, I walked on over. I said, oh, oh, I'm so sorry, Ewan. I'm so late. He says, oh, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it then. And we had that's an interview. And, um, and yeah, and what I admire about Ewan, he doesn't have a filter. He speaks yeah. his mind, which is a very good thing, I think. And, you know, we all disagree with things from time to time. But I think it's that's a very good quality. So, um, yeah, so it's lovely to have him on the show. Yeah. Thank you, Jock. Jock, so, so Good to be here. What were your th- first thoughts on Dan? Oh, gosh, don't see that. Sweaty. Yeah, I was. I was sweaty. <laughs> Dri- dripping. dripping. <laughs> I wasn't dripping. Stressed. Oh. Flustered. But can you remember the interview? I can, yes. Yeah. I can. I do, yes. yes. And then how long was it then afterwards? Like, did you did you follow each other on, like, Twitter or whatever then? Or yes. did you... You, I think came, we did. you came up to GTFM then to do, uh, like, one of the end-of-year specials, I think, yeah. to yeah. you. Yeah, it was. It, like yeah. That? Yeah. it was then. Was, it wasn't last year. It was the no, year before, year before I think. Yeah. But, yeah, that was great. That was great being in those studios. Um, and yeah, no, you know, it's, I, you're in as well. He's big on music scores, aren't you? And soundtracks. Music, yeah. You've got a good score. You're yeah. you're in you're in the in the wind for I'm that. A good Ewan. composer as well. Yeah. So Yoan, you interview a lot of composers, don't you? Um, and I, well, I want to ask you just from the start, what's been your favourite interview you've ever done? Two probably stick to mind. Uh, the first one is Howard Shaw when the last but one lord of the rings film came out because mm. he did all the music to uh, to the films and uh, bearing in mind the three hours plus 
all of them. I think uh, I think I'm right in saying that they're they're long old films. So there's a lot of music, and he was so down to earth, and uh, you know his his music is is proper quality stuff, and probably uh, the uh, composer that's just won the Oscar for. Uh, Bat, uh, J- Batman. I was going to say Batman Joker. Mm. Uh, and, uh, I can never pronounce the second name. <laughs> from Iceland. Ah. And she was. Um, I remember talking to her uh, the day before the Joker was released, and she was telling me that uh, she was uh, pregnant when she was uh, working on this score, mm. and she was really fond of it. And uh, and then we heard the other day that she's won an Oscar. So uh, that's, that just. Uh, you know, to to speak to somebody that's won an Oscar is uh, is a real uh, treat. And did she thank you in her Oscar speech? Uh, I'm still waiting for that. Thank <laughs> you. So I'm probably uh, waiting for Come when on. she when she wins another Oscar, which yeah. I'm sure she will. In the He's future. waiting absolutely. Well, speaking of Oscars, obviously big week uh, just gone now with the Academy Awards, 92nd Academy Awards. Um, lots of glitz, lots of glamour. Um, and uh, lots of expectation. Um, lots of controversy. Lots of controversy, as, as always. always yeah. Not as much as before. No. Um, but, um, yeah, so do you both watch the... I know, Joe, you watched the Oscars live, didn't you, this year? I didn't. I was I recorded. Didn't. Yeah. But so, what, what was it like live, Joe, for you? Yeah, so I watch it live. I try to watch it live every year. Um, this year's been a bit difficult because usually the Oscars is towards the end of February my birthday is at the end of February and usually I'm off the week that the Oscars is streamed live so Mm. obviously I don't have to worry about getting up early for work the next day that's how I've managed to watch it so much in the past live and it's become a bit of an event I get you know junk food in I get some goodies in Um, you know I have a kind of strategic nap at like nine o'clock get up for like 12 and then uh, watch it through Um, and I enjoy doing that because some years it's tiresome and it is not worth it at all then you get years like um, um, the Moonlight La La Land no. and I remember watching that live at four o'clock in the morning and just I couldn't sleep afterwards because I was just so pumped um, for yeah. it so some some ceremonies are, are better than others but I enjoy watching it live um, I could do without the Alex as much as I love Alex Zane yeah. um, the panel that he get, gets on sometimes are a bit tiresome um, he gets uh, he, there's always one on the panel who just doesn't know what they're talking about oh I don't uh, even know her name she's an actress isn't she yeah she's an actress and they did um, when when we'll get to the kind of winners earlier on but they they did like a kind of cut back to uh, when when the panel weren't expecting cameras to be there and this actress is just on her phone she wasn't interested she was just messaging people she had no idea no. what was what she yeah so I could do without that but I do enjoy watching it live um, although I was very, very tired the next day, and I can understand uh, mm. why people don't. This year, oh, speaking of Alex Zane and the panel, he had a great lady, I forget her name, from Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said the reason why it's been different this year is that the Academy have tried to bring the award season campaign in closer to the BAFTA ceremony. It hasn't worked. No. A lot of... Um, 
a lot of that is due to the fact that things like Brad Pitt, for example, couldn't attend BAFTAs because he was too busy campaigning for the Oscar. Yeah. So next year, uh, this lady from Rotten Tomatoes has basically said that uh, it's going to go back to the usual format uh, at the end of February, which I much prefer because I like the build-up between yeah. the BAFTAs and the Oscars. I don't like it to be one literally BAFTAs one week and then Oscars the next week. I yeah, like to and the same. What do you think, Yoni? Well, I'm just a bit aghast there. So you're in the likes of Brad Pitt, too busy to do this and that. What <laughs> on earth does he think he does during the day? You know, it's not exactly spending 20 hours a day down a coal mine. Oh, <laughs> just, that's what it is, this, saying this, it like it is. This annoys me when, like, when you hear people in that privileged position mm. saying that they're too busy to do this and they're too busy campaigning for this film or whatever. Um, in terms of uh, the ceremony itself, I've I've got to be honest. I've had a complete gutsful of it being so political. Mm. It's just it's just an opportunity for people in self righteous positions in life to preach to others mm. what we should do. And that um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix speech. I don't know what on earth he was on about in terms of. We shouldn't drink uh, milk from cows and whatever, <laughs> you know. Like, yes, yes, um, Joaquin. You know, if if we all get your same salary that you do, <laughs> we can make choices like that. But to yeah. tell us, you know, people who yeah. fly around the world on jets, yeah. pumping how many? We don't have billion, any choice, that, you know. Yeah, you know, you can get you can get a, a cruise ship or whatever to the same destinations, but no, they have to be on on expensive gas guzzling. You know, polluting the environment jets, mm. and they're telling us what to do. And I just think, do you know what? Switch off. It's just a political thing, and and I'm shocked with Brad Pitt because he normally steers clear from from stuff like this. Mm. He's he, you know, he sort of. Um, I I thought he was one of the good guys, but he, even he kind of went down the political route this time around. I enjoyed the BAFTAs more than more oh, than really? the Oscars. Okay. Like, from what I've seen. <laughs> Okay. And, and Rebel Wilson, I th- I'm not. Oh, a, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I can't stand her films, right? I've got to be honest. Mm. But she nailed yeah, her she speech. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, and she and you could see the look of terror when the camera caught people mm. uh, in the audience, and some of the like the big stars, they were like. They were like mouth yeah, open, and, and they were shocked. I think what I like, and like, she was spot on. Yeah, I think what I like about Rebel Wilson is, like you said, she's not as in, in a privileged position like some of those. Uh, great and can you see actors. somebody tell Rebel Wilson what to do? Exactly, I, I can see Rebel yeah. Wilson the, putting. The, if you say, say a, a PR exec says. Do this, do this, do this, and I can see Rebel Wilson. Sorry, two yeah. fingers. I'm doing <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> And the Oscar goes to Parasite. And I'm grateful that so many of you in this room have given me a second chance. And I think that's when we're at our best, when when we support each other, not when we cancel each other out for past mistakes, but when we help each other to grow. When we celebrate our heroes, we, um, you know, we're reminded of who we are uh, as one people, united. I'm not, I'm not one to look back, but this has made me do so, and I, I think of my folks taking me to the drive-in to see Butch and Sundance and loading up my car and moving out here, and 
Gina and Ridley giving me my first shot, to all the wonderful people I've met along the way, to stand here now. Once upon a time in Hollywood, ain't that the truth? And you know, some say, never meet your heroes, but I say if you're really blessed, you get them as your parents. I share this with my acting heroes, my legends, Diane Ladd and Bruce Dern. When I was in school, I studied Martin Scorsese's films. Just to be nominated was a huge honor. I never thought I would win. If the Academy allows, I would like to get a Texas chainsaw, split the Oscar trophy into five, and share it, share it with all of you. I feel like a very opportune moment in history is happening right now. I express my deepest gratitude and respect for all the members of the Academy for making this decision. Thank you. Tonight we celebrate all the amazing talent in this room. We celebrate all the women who directed phenomenal films. And I'm so proud to stand here as a black, queer artist telling stories. Happy Black History Month. This was really great, and I dedicate this to uh, all the indigenous kids in the world who uh, want to, uh, to do art and dance and write stories. We are the original storytellers, and uh, we can uh, make it here as well. We have a firm belief that representation matters deeply. Especially, especially in cartoons. Because in cartoons, that's when we first see our movies, and it's how sh we shape our lives and think about how we see the world. As cast members of the motion picture Cats... <laughs> nobody more than us understands the importance of good, good visual, visual effects. effects. Lovely. That was a highlight there from Oscars 2020. Uh, lots of political speeches, lots of singing, lots of uh, shock face. Um, but um, we're going to go through the awards now. Um, uh, starting with Best Supporting Actor. Uh, nomination uh, Nominees were Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. Anthony Hopkins, our very own Welshman, for The Two Popes. Al Pacino, The Irishman. Joe Pesci, The Irishman. Um, but of course, the, the winner of that category, no surprise, was Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What did you guys think of that? I thought it was a great choice. I, yeah. I loved the film, mm. uh, Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood. Uh, you know, uh, I'm a bit too uh, young to remember that particular time in life, <laughs> uh, which I'll uh, just put that there yes, yes, before, a, before anybody else uh, corrects me. But I, I thought it was a cracking film. Uh, really, um, some some uh, uh, what I enjoyed, the, the, the performances... You know, they were the most important things in the film. They were. It's it's a film that is character led. Mm. You know, you've got uh, DiCaprio, you've got uh, Brad Pitt, and you know every one of the cast. You know, no matter how small they had uh, a, a part they had in the film, I thought they they brought something to the film, and and I saw it multiple times, mm. and it's something that I don't normally do with a film. 
uh, coupled with uh, how good it looked, the, the cinematography, I thought that was superb. Uh, the music, the soundtrack was outstanding, you know, from track to track. And you can't argue with Brad Pitt. I thought, uh, well, for me, one of the one of the best roles that he's had in his career, and he's had a few, and I'm, I'm glad that he's been uh, recognised for it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think this year in general, I think the winners have been very obvious mm. from the start. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Hopkins for the two popes. I think he he was he was fantastic in the two popes. But really, did anybody think he was going to win? No, I think he was a lot of filler. I think Brad Pitt definitely deserved um, to win because with being in a film with Leonardo DiCaprio, it's very easy to kind of be overshadowed. But his performance still stood out. Um, maybe more so than Neo's in, in certain agree. respects. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially in that final kind of sequence where he's on acid and the, and the Manson murderers yeah. like show up at the house. I mean, he was hilarious. He was, yeah. And I loved his speech. I've got to say, even though it did, it was started off very political. I liked the kind of finishing lines where he said, you know, uh, once once upon a time in Hollywood, ain't that the truth? I liked that that he was getting a bit nostalgic and a bit emotional. Um, so yeah, very very deserved. And what did you think, Dan? Um, yeah. I completely agree. I think there was no doubt he was going to win. Uh, he deserved it. Um, I believe it's his first Oscar or second Oscar? Second. Second Oscar. Yeah. But like you said, you know, I think he did deserve it over Leo because I think Leo's had a lot of opportunities and obviously he's won an Oscar as well. Um, yeah, like you said, he's kind of, he's he's real, he's really the centre of the film, isn't he? And it, there's a great scene where he goes to visit, um, he's on like the ranch where yeah. the mansion, mansons are and that's such a tense scene. He delivers it so well. So yeah, I agree. I think he was great in that. Um, moving on now to best animated feature now this was a bit of a shock for me um because i know in the golden globes missing link one mm. and then the baftas um was it Kla- klaus one um, and then all of a sudden toy story Four, the winner which um i've got to say i i'm not I too did, i didn't get this at no, all i no. just thought you know like there are far better f- toy story films than the fourth one yeah and i would argue that uh, for me the third one is is the better of mm. of the the lot in my opinion and I was struggling to uh, to sort of understand this one. Um, Missing Link, I thought, uh, you know, superb film. But I, yeah. I, I had high hopes of this one uh, taking the uh, the Oscar and How to Train Your Dragon. When it's what is it, the third film again? Yeah. yeah. So whether that whether that is groundbreaking enough or whether that pushes the boat out in terms of what the first and second films have done already. I can see that point of view, but um, yeah, generally surprised surprise that uh, you know a fourth film in a in a series uh, picks up an Oscar. It doesn't happen that often, surely. No, no. Um, yeah, I thought I, I I was really disappointed with the Academy and and Hollywood for this, just because. Missing Link was so I love like uh, the 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 company who produce uh, Missing yeah. Link, uh, done you know um, Cor- Coraline and Paranorman. They they are they are so original, and I thought Missing Link okay wasn't their best work, but it's far more original than like you and rightly said a four film yeah, in a yeah. franchise. And Toy Story four in general uh, was just weak. I've, yeah. I've sort of forgotten its its ex- its existence. Um, Toy Story three just had that perfect ending of Andy kind of walking off into the sunset and you know and 
uh, Woody kind of saying happy trails. Uh, it was perfect ending, and they had to many yeah, talks, yeah, and they had to bring it back for what I have to say was a real kind of weak story mm. uh, and and reeked of a cash grab. And yeah. for, for me, Toy Story Four focuses more on the adults rather than the toys themselves, mm. Mm. and. I'm sure we'll get a Toy Story five. There is no, there is no doubt in yeah. my mind there'll be a, you know, you what we if we be sat here now in three four years time we'll be talking about Toy Story five yeah. being up in yeah. the Academy Awards. Yeah. I guess it does. There's, you know, there wasn't an ending as such. It left things open, and mm. you know, in Hollywood the motto is nothing ever dies. Yeah. Know, because if you die, you come back miraculously. <laughs> But, you know, somewhere down the line. You know, you can't die in Hollywood. But, but you know what? There have been sequels that have come out, and I've said, okay, I understand that. I genuinely believe, from the moment it was announced, I really didn't take to it. And I don't know whether that affected my it's opinion money. of it. Money. I know, but I genuinely, like you said, Toy Story 3 ended perfectly. Yeah. I, I can't say that about many trilogies. If you're the boss of Disney, and you get an opportunity, or an idea comes in mm. for Toy Story 4... It's a film which doesn't need any marketing at all. You're guaranteed a hit. You're guaranteed to make billions of dollars. And you're going to make your money how many times over? It's a non-break. Yeah. Non, non it's, just, sort of... it's just the fact that Tom Hanks was like, oh, yes, it was great for the final one. We've all, we know. Yeah, but he would say that, wouldn't he? I know, you know but... He's, that... he's towing the Yeah, I, I just don't believe that they came back and went, oh, yeah, this was the fourth film. Yeah, this is how it should have ended. And I, I, a lot of people are absolutely loved number four yeah, and they were critically like, critically and i can't well. believe it they yeah. were they were like oh yeah it feels just right now really okay well they'll make number five and you'll say the same thing yeah, it, exactly. it's done well I, I i did like toy story 4 but i was really really shocked that it won but there we are uh moving on now to best supporting actress uh we had kathy Bates, richard jewell uh scarlett johansson jojo rabbit florence Pugh, little woman uh, who uh, Joe loves, uh, Mar- Margot Robbie, Bombshell, who I loved in that film, but it went to Laura Dern. Everyone predicted this. I've not seen Marriage Story, so I can't say anything. Mm. But This, this was, was it... a cracking film. Yeah. You know, really, one with um, Adam Driver yeah. in the opposite uh, part, and I thought he... Uh, a lot of people don't like him uh, for, for some reason, but mm. I, I thought both of them were were superb. I'm, I'm surprised that he didn't get a, a nod in terms of a nomination yeah. uh, for for Mary's story. I, I thought she was exceptional, I've got to be honest. But I I, I did think that Scarlett Johansson might have had it. Uh, mm. With Jojo Rabbit, although, you know, we're not kind of uh, spoiling the film to say that uh, she her character doesn't make it to the end of the mm. film in Jojo Rabbit. But I, I thought the back and forth with her and yeah. the kids... I, I really enjoyed that. There was something a bit different. And, uh, okay, yeah, you can't argue with Laura Dern, you know, a huge actress, uh, you know, big, big sort of uh, name in Hollywood. And, you know, it, it it was a really good, good film, a solid drama, I've got to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Joe and I both agreed that, um, for me, Joe Rabbit was the weakest out of the best pictures. I know a lot of people love it. Oh, I loved it. Um, I loved it. But for me, I just thought it didn't nail the comedy as well as it could have done. But I will say, Scarlett Johansson and the relationship with the son in the film, that was beautiful to watch. And mm. I thought I thought the dra- dramatic side of the film worked better. Um, and yeah, I mean, apparently Laura Dern has a, a lot of fingers in different pies in the, in the yes. Academy, yeah. which well, is a, a bit suspicious, a, I think. And a big family as well. And yes. a well-known family. So, so. I didn't exactly jump for joy but there we are yeah I seen it. and and you're spot on i think 
she it was a great performance but the fact that she has got many connections in hollywood does sort of leave a bit, bit what are we twist. trying to allege you know? oh, no, well, conspiracy that's, that's, that's come thing, on we like a conspiracy she, she is great but the fact that you've got you know big hollywood execs going oh she's assert she's a shoe-in but could yeah. we say that about tom hanks and he didn't win well, anything because tom hanks is the darling of hollywood isn't he maybe yeah, and maybe. if i'm honest i would probably say laura dern's performance was the best of 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 all the nominees but i agree scott johansson's performance in jojo rabbit i thought it was probably one of the best things of the film and when they you know showed the clips of the movies before while they're doing the nominations and they showed the scene where she puts ash on her face yeah and she's pretending to be the father and and the mother yeah i thought that's one of the do you know, think that film was a bit controversial then for the oscars because it did you know for me it was very com- at times a very uncomfortable watch uh, for, for me it wasn't and I kind of wanted it to be I wanted yeah. it to push the boundaries a bit more I just found the first half an hour very flat I thought the comedy didn't work um, and then it kind of picked itself up but I thought they introduced the Jewish girl storyline way too early and I remember just looking at my watch a lot and thinking this is dragging a little bit and it's I don't know for me it's more of a Sundance film than an Oscar film but but I still I still liked it I think it's still worth the nod and like you said I still think Scott Johansson is great in it but I think I don't know completely Comparing it to the other best pictures, it was it wasn't up there for me. That's yeah. just me. Um, moving on now to uh, best uh, cinematography, it was won, of course, by 1917. No big surprise here. Um, 1917 scooped up other awards. It scooped uh, the best visual effects. Uh, scooped up by four, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, four in total. Four in total. Um, And we're going to get on to the big winner in a bit. But were you guys shocked that 1917 didn't win more? No, because I thought they would clean up the technical side of yeah, it. Because yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm no technical person, but I I just stu- I just sat in complete awe watching the film uh, develop. You know, uh, I forget about the acting for a moment, which I, I was impressed with anyway. Uh, with regards to uh, the the two boys that uh, the front and centre of the film, other uh, other uh, characters are quite peripheral, and we don't see a lot. You know, the likes of. Uh, What's he called? King's Speech. I can't remember his name. Colin Colin. Yeah, you know, yeah. he, he gets like a a brief role. A Benedict Cumberbatch gets a brief role at the end. But I thought the two leads, uh, the two boys, were superb. But technically, I just thought it was outstanding. And and I'm still wondering how on earth they they did that in mm. terms of mm. uh, putting it all together because it just it just sort of looks so seamless and from a technical point of view I, I just thought it was magnificent mm. I don't know what they did don't ask me what they did because <laughs> yeah. I've got a clue no. but it just looked to flow it just looked to be uh, things happening right on cue I don't know if they obviously planned it but it just it just looked a uh, breathtaking and, and a bit fresh yeah. you know and, and when something new comes along you think Wow, I'm sitting up and taking notice, and I think I've seen it six times. What? And I'm just, I'm, I'm just sat there, like other other people. I don't know how many times they've seen it, but they're just in complete silence. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether it's a subject matter. It's obviously to do with the subject matter because it's, it's quite grim. It's quite, uh, you know, well, it's grim on the one hand, but then there is a positive uh, sort of thread running through it uh, to uh, at the end of the film, etc. But how how they put that together and i've seen a few clips of uh, when uh, the the lead guy is running towards the end of the film 
when the battle is on and i've just seen you know the the shot of what we see in the cinema and the wide shot we mm. see of the the land rover with a camera behind a camera in front of the guy that's running i just it, it just it just goes on for about a minute and everything just seems seems to happen on cue and it just looks magnificent yeah. Wow. And it's just, wow. Die down. I think Ewan's reaction is is part of the reason why it has done so well technically. Yeah, technically, I, yeah. I, I, and you know you know my feelings on it, Dan. Oh, I, I do. I think, <laughs> I think it is cinema magic, and, and that's what Ewan's reaction is, basically. It's going, how on earth did they do that? And when you see scenes... So my favourite moment in 1917 is where he wakes up from being knocked out and um, he's, you've got the church and it's and it's night time oh, yeah, and, yeah. and the fire's blazing yeah. and he's running through the ruins it's so tense that was all shot in daylight um, mm. by Roger Deakins and so the fact that they managed to somehow shoot all that in daylight and turn it into night time um, and make it look so like great it, it is cinema magic and that's why i think roger deakins is a master of his craft you know he is one of the best mm. cinematographers working today and so it was a very well deserved award in terms of everything else i don't love 1917 as much as other people and i do think watching it on a on a phone or like an ipad or on oh, the you TV, can't do that That'd no. be criminal it will if you lose do that it will lose its effect. You, the fact that you haven't seen it six times in the cinema, I think, is good. I never, I never watch it on the phone. No, I, no. Never, exactly. I never. I, I don't understand. I don't understand people can watch films on. I the phone. I never watch it on on the off on telly. Do. Yeah, exactly. on, on widescreen telly or so big screen telly. This yeah. is interesting. Then, so if it's on the TV, would you, would you watch? I wouldn't no, watch it no, because no. I've seen it before. But I, the... I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, you know, I don't think it's criticizing the film itself. There is, it's for example, um, Alfo, Al- Alfondo. Oh, I forgot his name now. Alfonso Gravity. Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah. Gravity. Couple Al, of years Al, ago. What? Al what? Al 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 Fafa. <laughs> Al, 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 Al Fafa. The boy from Gravity. Al, I'll knock 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 you out in a minute, Johan. If you keep talking. Ooh, violence. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I love that film. I think it's a masterpiece. Which it's film? Like Gravity. Gravity. Right. It comes on Sky. Not watching it. No, I. I, um, I never. I, yeah. Do you know what? I never watched them. There are some films which you can get away with watching on TV. I would uh, sort of argue that you wouldn't get that experience watching it on the big screen as you would on the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on now, uh, last big awards now. Um, we've got to mention Best Original Song. Um, not a lot of competition for this one. Uh, Stand Up by In Harriet, Into the Unknown, which I love. I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough. Oh, right, okay, so this was hilarious because I was watching it live and uh, the, the, this, this song from Breakthrough. Uh, can you remember Breakthrough, Yoen? Is it a Christian from, faith it was film? Like a, it, it was a, oh yeah, is it when the guy goes under the ice? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was it reminded me of a TV drama. Yeah, mm. exactly. So um, it, I remember. Breakthrough. I, yeah, wow. I was watching this this performance. I can't remember who sings the song, um, but uh, she starts singing this song. I'm thinking, what on earth is this film from? Yeah, I was um, the same. And I was like, well, I was so confused. And when I go, I couldn't believe that Breakthrough is an Oscar nominated movie based on the on this song, which I thought was 
completely rubbish anyway to be mm. honest um yeah so that obviously the winner for that was i'm gonna love me again uh rocket man and i actually thought it was really nice for elton john i gotta gotta be honest i thought um his acceptance speech was really sincere um and he ge- looked genuinely shocked i think that was one thing from the um ceremony was that like renee zelga came up Joaquin phoenix came up it was felt like it was rehearsed mm. there was no shock there was no kind of wow i can't believe it um his response was actually one of real shock i don't think he thought he was going to win at all oh hang on you look at the competition against <laughs> oh okay all right he knew he was going to win but he put on a good face you know what you i mean know, not being funny but they don't like stand out uh, a million miles you know like toy story 4 you know what they're going to get with randy newman he's, yeah he's, he's won oscars before breakthrough well i think we've covered that uh, appropriately frozen 2 it's been done before yeah. and stand uh, well I'm, I'm gonna say i haven't seen harry yet so i no. don't know what uh what stand-up is but it's not going to set the world on fire is no. it uh, yeah well moving on now to uh best actor uh and we had antonio banderas of pain and glory leonardo dicaprio for once upon time in hollywood adam driver for marriage story okay. and jonathan price for the two popes god bless jonathan uh and it went no surprise i think everyone was predicting this to whacking phoenix for joker um i will just say well deserved i thought he was excellent in that film uh he's he's very subversive uh i hadn't seen anything like it in a very very long time um i i loved joker um but again very predictable and again you know when we talked about this that his speech was political but very strangely political. he talked about veganism a little bit I think didn't he's he a strange character yeah yes yeah. <laughs> just you say know, that I think, I think that's well documented you know the amount of preparation that he gives in gives to to his roles and whatever but i don't think many people can doubt his uh exceptional performance for joker it just uh you know it it just was well as the oscars have rightly done in my opinion one of the performances of the year male and female mm. uh, in my opinion i yeah. just thought visually it was it was incredible you know the sort of the the image of him you know uh wearing not many clothes you know that that really haunted me mm. in terms of uh, watching that on on the big screen and just his uh you know his demeanor you know and, and it literally looks like he threw every he, he put everything into that performance and mm. it comes across and for me and i don't think many people can have many complaints about uh him winning that rightly deserved in my opinion yeah, yeah. i i'm with you you and I, I his speech started off strong and i liked Joaquin's uh acceptance speech at bafta i thought that when he did a baftas was straight to the point mm. it was concise he made his point and moved on with this it started off strong you know saying about how he used to be a scoundrel and and about yeah, you know, d- forgiveness. That, that, that's fine yeah, right? but, but when not... he moved on to the cow thing i'm with you when I'm he moved thinking, on to I'm the thinking, cow i'm thinking i'm listening back to the speech <laughs> i'm thinking how have we got to like him being a scoundrel to like uh, cow's milk trending on Twitter. Well, you'd be yeah. surprised, Joe, and you I'm can thinking, make that jump pretty quickly. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know that. But like, even in Oscar world and, and Hollywood, beat. that's a th- that's a th- that's um, you know, a stretch in many. Who's pulled films. your utters? Yeah, but but the thing is, but, he's he's you know, got a film you, out now. Why do you need that to come in? You know, just be happy. Thank whoever the hell you drink. Want to drink thank. your soy milk you know, and get and, out. And what what I don't like is people preaching to other people about what to do when yeah. you know. Oh, it's all fine to get on a plane and and crisscross the Atlantic and spew the gas out you you want, but then we can't drink cow's milk. What on <laughs> earth is that all about? What's going on? You know, 
Oh, anyway, anyway, moving on, moving on. We'll do these uh, last uh, two quickly. Uh, obviously, best actress for Renee Zellweger and Judy. I have not seen this. Uh, apparently, uh, you know, like I, I was said, shocked with this. I, really? I, I, yeah, I, I thought, I thought Charlize Theron was going to go for really. Oh, I, I, that's one thing which really surprised me because I thought, oh, here we go. This is going to be like a bit of a fox bashing mm. uh, sort of film, uh, ninety whatever minutes of bashing, you know, right wing yeah. uh, talk uh, TV. But I, I, I sort of really enjoyed the the female yeah. uh, performances, yeah. and I thought she's within, the, she's she's got a good chance here. Mm. And I'm not sure I, I wasn't fast on G, on, on uh, Judy. I'm going to be honest, there was something about that oh. film which. Right, okay. Didn't, didn't ring with me. Because I'm completely different. Uh, at the time it came out, I loved it. And I thought Renee Zellweger, I said um, to you at the yeah, time, yeah. Dan, that she is going to take the awards home because I, th- I found her performance was transformational. Uh, she was almost unrecognisable. And it was so great to see Renee Zellweger uh, doing a performance of that calibre as opposed to, you know, another Bridget Jones or, or something like that. It was, it was, it was a nice surprise. Out of the other performances, I've got to say, I thought she didn't have a lot of competition. Charlize Theron in Bombshell didn't really do it for me at all. Uh, I preferred Margot Robbie's performance in that film. Yeah, uh, well, to be fair, there were three, you know, there were three strong, decent yeah, performances yeah, yeah. there. And I, you could have picked one or the other. If... Yeah. But um, no, I thought very well deserved for Rennie. Yeah, and finally, uh, the big, big winner uh, of the Oscars, uh, a lot of people have been praising this, is of course Parasite. Uh, and it won uh, Best Director for Bon Joon Ho, it won Best uh, um, Original Screenplay, uh, Best International Film, and the biggest surprise, I think, for everybody, yeah. myself included, uh, Best Picture. Uh, who predicted uh, that Well, if we go oh. back, hold Here on, we if go. we go back... Just, just, I... clear, just clear the air. Okay, well, I'll, I'll recap the story. So I messaged Yoan on Saturday night or Sunday morning, and I said, Yoan, who do you think will win Best Picture? And his response, and I have evidence, 1917 or Parasite. Okay, so you, uh, you kind of guessed Parasite. So who else in this room said Parasite? Well, I, I, I didn't. Well, I, I, I thought 1917, but there's a, there's a possibility it could have been Parasite. Well, there's possibly a ten of them being. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you could have said one. But anyway, we'll put that aside. Yeah. Um, Which but... one came first in the message? The chicken or the egg? The chicken or the egg? <laughs> Which one came first in the message? Uh, read, read yeah, the oh, we're not reading it back, but Come right, on. well done, you, when you've done it. You've oh, done it. No doubt for me, it's just those two far and above. Okay, you could put Joker in, I guess, but uh, for me, the two of them for. For very different reasons, 1917 visually, we, I think we've covered it before. Just sensational. It just uh, well, just blew my mind watching the film, mm. uh, particularly you know on the biggest screen possible. You know, if it it, it and it, it's a testament to the film that it's still out now, mm. a week after uh, or a month and a half after release date. So that you know that doesn't happen often to British films. Yeah, uh, Parasite. Well, just something completely different, and heard some chatter about it leading up to Oscars, and then packed screen in the cinema, and nobody moved, and I could, I you could swear that nobody was breathing in the film for the whole oh, length no. of the film, and everybody there in silence. I think the subtitles, to a degree, it's it's obviously. Uh, uh, foreign film with English subtitles and I, with with subtitles for me anyway you concentrate more on the film when the subtitles are on because you're trying to follow the story but with Parasites 
the visual aspect of it is is just incredible and in certain parts of the film you feel as if you don't need the subtitles because what's happening visually you can actually work out the story mm. and what's going on and honestly th- there are some films which uh, I think hereditary comes to mind where oh, yes. there's a there's a there's a li- there's an event there which kind of turns the what, film. What, what did he say, Joe? What would he say that uh, time? Oh uh, yeah, so um so yeah, because when it came out, we talked about this a lot, didn't we? Every time we met, up, and, and you said yeah. there was a scene in that, that move. film which uh, which made my jaw f- drop to the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. in Parasite, there are several parts. Uh, towards the middle, towards the end of the film, where you're thinking, oh my goodness, what's going on here? And it just goes a different way. And the last 20 minutes is just, well, just terrifying, and it's brutal, and it's not for the faint-hearted, I have to be honest. You know, it, it is a very tough, brutal, horrific watch. But the just the, the whole experience was sensational and I'll never forget there are a couple of films which this has happened where the audiences just sit there and for some reason you don't hear anything's uh, any noise in the cinema you don't notice people going out to the toilet you mm. don't hear people wrestling uh, res- with papers and opening their bags everybody just sat in complete silence mm. And for me, that's a testament to a good film. And the audiences are engaged, and the audiences are investing time in the film. And it's incredible to think that, well, we mentioned Sydney Wills in Cardiff. They are showing the film multiple times a day for a second week. Hmm. Now, when did that last happen for a foreign film? <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. think of anything. Usually, it's one showing per day. And within four days, it's vanished. Mm. And this, a parasite, is increasing the yeah. number of cinemas in. Yeah. And but but the director has track record with films like this because he did Snowpiercer, and I love that film. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. you know that is a that is that was a taste of what what was to come. But yeah, Snowpiercer was buried by the uh, Harvey Weinstein for for whatever yeah. reason. So it's nice to see Parasite getting the main stage kind of treatment. I had a similar experience to Yoan. Uh, I went on opening night. I didn't get to see it at the preview, but I went opening night again, packed house full to the brim. Um, everybody sat there in silence. Everybody was engaged. Nobody knew what was happening. I went with Hannah and I kept looking at her and her jaw, especially towards the from from the halfway point yeah. to the end. Her jaw was just open, wow. just on the floor the whole time. And it takes a lot to spri- surprise that lady, but she <laughs> was surprised um, all the way through. And and it was the, that unique cinema experience because we live in a day now with cinema where everything is sort of predictable we've seen it all before and I can't remember the last time that I went to see a film where I was genuinely shocked genuinely surprised anything could have happened next and and I think that's why it's done so well because it feels fresh in that sense that it's not a superhero movie it's not a sequel it's, it is very original uh, you don't know what's going to happen and I, I, I thought it was... It, Deservedly so, a masterpiece. Did you? I I found it quite brutal and quite a tough watch. Did yeah. Did you agree with that? Yeah, or? Uh, absolutely. And because there were a couple of scenes where don't spoil it now. No, I haven't no, seen this. Sp- okay, I'm not spoil it. 
there were a couple of scenes there where I had to look away from the screen. I couldn't yeah. look at it. Yeah, uh, there were a number of moments, uh, yeah, which kind of really unsettled me. Um, and some of the violent moments towards the end are, are very you, unsettling. Because well. you could not predict what was ha- what would happen at no. the end from the start, could you? No. Oh no, it, it, it just went completely. By the end, field. it's like a different movie yeah, completely. Yeah. And I think, and I think, what has also got to be said for it is it's surprisingly funny as well. There yeah. are moments all the way through where the dark comedy throughout it. I was not expecting to laugh. I don't know if I should have been laughing in certain places. Uh, but honestly, Dan, you like you, said, oh, you haven't seen it, gosh. but I think you are gonna absolutely love it. I'm Melina. I'm the director and producer of Queen and Slim. This is Lena Way, the infamous uh, writer and producer Producer. as well of Queen and Slim. And together, we are Melina and Lena. Yes, we are. And Queen and Slim is our first Melina and Lena joint. Yes, yes. I built a career off of being able to say something and entertain and trying to have as broad of a reach as possible that goes against the status quo in the tradition of people who have put the political and racial climate of the world that they live in in their work. Filmmaking yeah. is a war. Yeah. And those are my war wounds up on that screen, you know? And I feel like you have to fight for your vision. That's my favorite kind of art to create that speaks to people and also creates change. One of the greatest compliments you got that you called to tell me about on the film was when Salon said, it feels like you. Something special happens, you know, I think when artists that respect each other come together. You're trying to find it through the visuals and I'm trying to find it through the words and the actors are trying to find it in their performances. All we can do is go forward. There is nothing back there for us. Please. All these black artists are trying to find truth in something or some form of honesty. Whoever's watching it, whether you like it or not, it's gonna make you feel something. I just wanna let you know that I'm okay and that I love you. How you gonna outrun the police? We hide in plain sight. Every detail came from something or some part of what I was influenced by or how I grew up or what I experienced. And you have such a unique experience, too. I think that's what I love about you. I feel like you're black as shit, but you're also a melting pot. You know, you have all these different experiences that I don't necessarily have. We're forcing people to speak our language, like not trying to navigate or fit into a space where we don't necessarily belong or try to fit into a space that we don't care to belong to, but instead inviting them into our world. We'll give you an authentic view of what it means to be black in America today. Obviously, I've done your story, but you see yourselves in my work, yeah, and absolutely. I see myself in, in your work. We're a reflection of each other, yeah. and I think that that shows up on screen. Absolutely. And hopefully other people will see themselves in the work as well. Uh, that was uh, Queen and Slim there, uh, featurette behind-the-scenes look. Um, and, uh, Joe, it feels like we saw this ages ago. We saw this. It, it's released this year, but we saw it back in November, didn't we, at a preview screening? Yeah, and uh, we went, it was a secret screening as well, It was, it? yes. So and you know to... me, I love the secret screenings. No, you don't. No, I don't. Because <laughs> you walk out to some of them. Oh, I don't. Stop <laughs> with this uh, now. You know what? Oscar-nominated no, film uh, like Diane right, Ford I, versus Right, Ferrari. I'm addressing this quickly because I, I skipped that. I was going to talk about that. Uh, I did... Oh, right. Okay, I walked out once in my lifetime. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> right. And can I just say, I love Ford versus Ferrari now, so I take what? it back. I loved it. I watched you it, I watched it another time. Anyway, forget it. So, Queen and Slim. <laughs> oh, I love it. 
I love it. Yeah, Queen and Slim. So yeah, we saw it as secret screening. When you go in, you don't know what's going to be playing. Um, luckily, you stayed put this time around. Um, <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> I'm no, only... I'm happy I'm to say... Right, I'm happy to say now, I'll bite my tongue and I'll say I walked out to that secret screen. I literally, I opened the door, I looked through and, and there was the film I didn't want to watch. So I walked out. That's the only time in my life I've ever walked out of a film. Okay, but that's what I'll say. part of the fun of going to a secret screen? No, because that was the one film and, and at the timing I was I had a lot of work going on so anyway so right, I'm sorry right yeah. carry on anyway, Joe anyway so yeah Queen and Slim I hadn't seen any trailers I think I'd seen maybe a couple of posters but the posters don't give much away to be honest um, so I went in not knowing what to expect at all and I think that was beneficial if anything because it starts off with this kind of uh, Tinder date uh, a first date of this couple as you do and, and I thought oh this is going to uh, be excuse me some of us don't <laughs> I certainly don't. <laughs> and I think, um, and, and that was something I was kind of expecting, considering it comes from uh, Lena Waithe, who you heard in that clip there. She uh, is a co-writer and an Emmy winner from Master of None, the Aziz Ansari uh, Netflix comedy. And she deals a lot with like Tinder dating and things like that. So it starts off with this Tinder date, and I thought, oh, it's going to be like a, 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 a kind of Master of None situation, talking about modern day dating, things like that. Then all of a sudden, like 10 minutes into the film, an event happens where there's a, a police shooting. Uh, this couple are pulled over um, by a white police officer. Things get very heated very quickly. Uh, a, a, a murder happens, violence happens, and this couple need to go on the run. Kind of um, what, what Bonnie and Clyde style. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I, and I was just blown away by this movie. Absolutely. Until I saw Parasite uh, last week, this was my favorite film of 2020 so far um, and I'm shocked that it hasn't done as well as it has because for me you know I love films like this Dan yeah, and, and, which... and Joe put a post out didn't you saying go and see this yeah, film go yeah go see this movie because it came out on a busy week I yeah, think it did. a lot was out and I, I encourage people to go to see this first and foremost I think the I love movies like this which take a political statement um, you know something you know dealing with the here and now the current political state cult, modern day culture um, such as us and things like that which deal with racial issues uh, particularly in America um, but they, they present it in a very kind of mainstream way and this is presented in a way of a kind of uh, cat and mouse chase These this couple kind of travelling across the country trying to evade uh, the police uh, and trying to I think trying to escape to Cuba so I love films like this anyway which have that political statement running through it but manage to present it in a kind of romantic um, thrilling way and that this film is that it's romantic it's thrilling it's funny it's sexy there's a scene in this movie which made me sweat um, <laughs> and it wasn't the air conditioning <laughs> Um, and I just and I'm surprised it hasn't done as well as it is when you've got BAFTA saying oh come on Hollywood come on film industry you need to be making more films with black actors and yeah but then more... in the BAFTA awards they, the BAFTA were criticised for the lack of diversity yeah so BAFTA can say one thing but they don't say they don't do what they preach yeah exactly so... exactly so BAFTA are saying come on now uh, you know let's make more films you know with black actors and more black stories and then you've got this yeah which yeah. i think has got some fantastic and, performances yeah. especially from jodie turner smith who who is a first performance and, and can i just quickly say both these lead actors are british yes which yeah. is even more i can't i if it was america if they're both american i 
kind of wouldn't understand. That's, but that's, that's the, the issue for me. Yeah, that's yeah. the issue for yeah. me. Yeah. If those two actors were American. Yeah. And and it's not just this. Um we're not gonna talk about it now, but Blue Story. That is a British film, uh made by uh, you know, a rapper, a, a, a black person. Rap man. Rap man. Features uh, all black cast and it, you know, I know the one of the actors won kind of a best up and coming rises star, but that's voted by the public. But it just seems condescending. It seems patronising and hypocritical that BAFTA are saying, "Look, you know, uh, make more black films," and you've got all these movies on a plate. And even yeah. in the Oscars, in the opening uh, opening uh, number, they've got people dressed as Queen and Slim in the background. I'm thinking, hang on, you know, if you're acknowledging that these films exist and that they're of good quality, then why aren't they being pushed to the forefront and at least having the opportunity? You don't have to give them all the awards, but at least give them the opportunity to win the award so I've got to say I, I love this movie I will be shocked if it's not in, in my top 10 it's thrilling it, it ticks all the boxes for me it's political the cinematography is great and it's really stuck with me um, what did you guys think of it? Um, I, 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 I really liked it I don't think I loved it as much as you um, it, it's tense it's gritty you're right it's very Bonnie and Clyde when it started I, I literally was like oh I'm going to hate this because it does go down a route that a lot of these films do these uh, films about racial commentary where a white police officer pulls them over and we've seen that i think last year we saw about a good three or four films very very similar in story to that but the 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 route it goes down the, the you know the direction it goes into is so good and you are literally sweating the whole way through aren't you yeah. you really are because they're, they're on this run they're on this chase um, and you don't know how it's going to end the ending oh my goodness yeah, you very are powerful. really powerful I'm so glad it had kind of had it took the risks and it, and it went that way um, yeah I 100% to me it, it should be up in best picture category for me um, you know it's not my favourite film of the year yeah. But I, I, yeah, really liked it. But yeah. even best screenplay, the screenplay, oh, you know, yes. original screenplay, it's an original mm. piece of work, and it got nothing, no noms. I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't fussed with this oh, film. Okay. I mm. thought we've kind of seen this film before. It's kind of uh, starting the way that we've seen films go down: white police officer versus black people. Mm. I thought. Um, it reminded me a bit of of um, kind of Thelma and Louise in yeah. many ways, and I don't know. I'm I've got to be honest. I was not fussed at all. Well, well fair enough. Me. I I kind of I can kind of see what I. Th- I yeah, just think I, I just think the genre that it's, yeah, you know, it's getting repetitive and, now. And I think take, you know, take the color issue out of it. You know, it's kind of you know how many times do we see, need to see this type of film again? This sort of road trip kind of chase type thing. I don't know. I'm just getting a bit tired of the genre. Oh, there we are. Or I'm getting old. Period. Hmm? I'm like two 
three weeks. I, I don't know. I'm just, I have nobody to talk to about it, and I'm just getting really scared. Don't be scared, first of all. You can always talk to me, right? Look, you can always talk to me. We're in this together. I don't want you to ever feel like you should be scared or anything like that. Look at me. Babe, look at me. Everything's going to be okay, all right? That was a clip there from Waves, uh, which is a small film that came out, a bit like Queen Slim, um, didn't do great at the box office. Um, I went to see this on a Sunday afternoon, was not expecting much. I watched the trailer and said to you, Joe, didn't I? I said, oh, I don't want to see this film. I said, oh, the, oh. the trailer looks very pretentious. Very pretentious. I know. I do this time. so much. Right, we, that's do. why you shouldn't see trailers. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Next time I watch a film in the cinema, I'll just it's, close my eyes. Honestly, it makes me laugh. We sit there and I'll go, I'll, we'll see a trailer trailer for a film and Dan will go I am not watching <laughs> yeah, that. And then fast forward a month later, Dan's like Dan I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, I'm going to be really quick with this. Um, this is not only the best film of the year for me, it's one of the best films I've seen in a very, very, very long time. I thought it was beautifully shot. Um, this film affected me in ways that many films don't. Um, I think going in and not knowing what the story was about and people say to me, oh, what's it about? And I can't explain really because they all give too much away. Um, but it's about kind of pressure. It's about uh, family relationships. Uh, and it's about kind of perfection and um, how this young boy kind of struggles to grasp with that. Uh, and I just thought, oh my goodness! I mean, it was really was a powerful. <laughs> no one's laughing. What? You're, you're lyrical here. I know. Like... I I, I just thought it was a powerful, tense, really kind of gritty uh, drama that you know, like you know, with Queen Slim, it's not afraid to go in the direction that you think. Um, you know, the the movie about halfway through something happens and it goes in a different direction. I was scared then that it was going to start to go downhill, but it doesn't. It's a film about kind of grief as well about um you know about death about life um i just thought it was incredible uh if please if you go and have a chance to see this please go and watch it i think the fact that this isn't nominated for best cinematography is injustice yeah. this film looks gorgeous it looks like a music video some of the time the lighting and how it contrasts um the sound is great as well um oh i tell you what i can't put into words how much i love this film i wrote a letterbox review for it which i never do and i was like i said this is a masterpiece people should go and like run and see it um yeah love 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 this loved it what do you think ewan i thought it was a cracking film up until that point where you Ah, okay that's i understand i thought i i really enjoyed watching the the characters kind of spiral because it is a bit of a uh, a film where things spiral out of control and they go on different journeys and I, I'm referencing that that point where you said that uh, something happens mm. and the film changes for me that was a bit of a disappointment because I wanted to know what yeah. uh, okay. what would happen to the characters as we move on because one of the main characters after say halfway through the film we, we don't hear about him at all mm. and he kind of disappears and we know where he is mm. but he disappears off uh, off the film I personally, I, think... I personally like that just because we had seen a film Just Mercy before which is all about kind of yeah. Uh, black inmates in prison but I was, and I just didn't but the, I can stand at the end then I, I was wondering well okay yeah that's all very well what's happened to one part of the family but where has the other person gone from the family yeah. that we invested a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of effort in the first part of the film yeah. agree with the cinematography I thought it was sensational music outstanding you know I am a bit surprised that uh, it was kind of ignored mm. 
but you can fit every film in. But yeah. uh, you know, I it's it's definitely worth a watch. Mm. Definitely worth a watch. But for me, when that sort of thing happens halfway through, and the film kind of alters a lot, and it kind of goes on a different pace and it goes on a different direction, which mm. I wasn't too thrilled about. But that's just my opinion. I agree with you, and um, in a, in a in a sense about the you know the kind of mid the mid film kind of change in plot. I don't think it would have taken much at the end to have that final scene with the sister and brother being reunited and a little bit of more closure yeah. in, in that way. It wouldn't have taken much. Just a quick scene between the two to kind of discuss. Because I wanted to know what hap- what happens to the guy. Like that, we don't see exactly during what's going on, you know. Even Whilst, if we cut back and forth, you know, from alternate lives. Yeah, but I think I think the main the the main thing I loved about the movie was the fact that it played with aspect ratio, mm. and I love films which do this. I saw a film years ago. It was a French film called Mother, which did this, and uh, it was kind of the, like a, the box ratio, which. Uh, to kind of put across that oppressive nature of this relationship between this boy and his mother and then something happens through the film and the and the the image just expands as he becomes lighter and more free um in his life and in his emotions and this film does a similar thing at first i thought without being offensive to Cineworld Cardiff, I thought they yeah. were playing the <laughs> Me wrong too. Oh, you carry on with that. <laughs> I said, what's going on now? Yeah. I thought, oh, they're playing the film in the wrong blimmin' ratio. Yeah, but yeah. no, it was nice to see that the, what the filmmaker has done, he started off with the standard kind of widescreen ratio and then as the film becomes tenser and things start to spiral, it, the, the frame becomes tighter and closer and then something happens and it's tight and close but then as the film, again, the character starts to become more free and mm, light, yeah. the, the ratio expands to that kind of big widescreen finish and I, I thought that was an ingenious concept. It was something which isn't done very rare. A lot of filmmakers, you know, we talk about one shots but a lot of filmmakers don't play with ratios and things like that mm. and I, I thought that was that made it a very intriguing very compelling watch and 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 that mid middle sequence i was not expecting that yeah and honestly my heart was in my stomach Uh, moving on now to uh, one of one of the finest films this year. Uh, this is a real. I don't know how this didn't get nominated for Oscar. I think it should have sweeped the boards. Uh, military Wives. Now we got to see an exclusive screening of this with the Military Wives of Cardiff in the screen with us, uh, singing away. They were. They uh, actually did the soundtrack for this while we were watching the film. Uh, just kidding. Uh, here's a trailer now for Military Wives, and we'll be talking about it just after this. Dad, are you off to the war tomorrow? I am. Look after mummy, if she gets upset, give her a hug. I'm Kate Barkley, Colonel Barkley's wife. We need to come up with some exciting activities while our service people are away. What about singing? Singing? Let's just get the strippers in. Oh, yes. <laughs> Lisa, I need help to bring them together. So, so why don't we... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no go ahead. OK. Um, uh, thanks very much, Lisa. That's lovely. Um, this reminds me of when my parents got divorced. La 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 la. That was like the incantations of a bunch of witches. A bit dramatic. If you think singing is what the women need, then you're more out of touch than I thought. Tell me. We've lost contact with them. I just feel sick every time the phone rings. Every time the doorbell goes. 
How do you cope? You may not need the choir, Lisa, but those women do. Lying in my bed, I hear the clock tick and think of you. If you're lost, you can look and you will find me. Time after time. The top brass need you to sing at the Festival of Remembrance. It's on TV. The big one. We need to be organized. Something we both know is not your strong point. Do you know what? All you do is belittle me, but I am trying. This is going to be a disaster. Guys, please don't give up. I know we can do this. music it doesn't happen when things are perfect it happens when you care this choir isn't about singing for ourselves it's about them being heard behold our choir dignified noble class you know great music doesn't happen when everything's perfect, it happens when you care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was a trailer from Military Wives, which comes out in UK cinemas March 6th. Put it in your diary, women. Put it in your diary. Wait, uh, wait, wait. And Just men. women. And men. Oh, And everything in between. Yes, yes. Every animal there is. Yeah. Uh, it's 2020, everybody. Sorry. Um, but we went to see this. Uh, and, you know, Joe and I, we were such a big fans of Fisherman's Friends last year. Oh, we have such a oh, good laugh about we do. Fisherman's Friends. Um, 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 yeah. Daniel May Early is not... in the morning. <laughs> what to do with a drunken sailor? What to do with a drunken sailor? What can you do with a drunken sailor? Early in the morning. It's like we're in the film. It's yeah, like it we're is, in the yeah. Film. Uh, but yeah, we have a good laugh about it, don't we, Dan? Because we Daniel May in that movie. Come he's, here, yes. he's so underrated, <laughs> in my opinion. Come, come here, yeah. come give me a kiss. Yeah. We'd have him in every single yeah. film. Oh. All right, Wait, have that. All I'm, right, have I'm that. saying it now. Let's get an interview can with he, him. Can he do yes. only one thing, like one accent? All right, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. I might. Yeah, interview with Daniel May. Yeah. I'm, we're doing no, it. Is it. I thought it was Daniel Mace. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's Mace. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry, because I'll say, I'll say stop All that right, before the interview. All right, Daniel May. Yeah, we love it, don't we, Daniel Mace? We love him. So this looks like this year's Fisherman's Friends, really. A feel-good British drama. Um, but real people, you know, tr- struggling, you know, you know, real people coming together um, for the love of music, which is the way it should be. Uh, and I went into this. I didn't know. I said to Joe, I said, I either want this to be really good or really bad. Not fine. OK, because a lot of these films, oh, it's fine. You know what's going to happen. It's quite predictable. I've got to say we were sat in the screen with the military wives. I really, really enjoyed this film. It gave me exactly what I wanted. It was sweet, charming. The cast are fantastic. There's some really nice relationships in there that gets explored. And the film flew by. I cannot believe it. Something about this pacing, I don't know whether it's because I've been in the cinema in a long time, but it paced really, really well. Um, I thought, you know, I thought the music was really nice and beautiful. Um, I liked kind of the conclusion, how it ended. I'd be up for Military Wives 2, bigger, bad, badder, here they come. Um, <laughs> here they come. And, you know, Joe and I are saying, oh. we really want to do a back-to-back special of Fisherman's Friends and Military Wives. I tell you what, yes, please. Um, yeah, so I really enjoyed this. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, we want we want a triple bill, don't we? Yeah, we, want, we, we want brass. Uh, we want we want military wives, 
we want fisherman's friends and and brassed off maybe oh yes um, in there as well which uh, somebody's literally just commented on our twitter feed uh talking about which we'll get to in a bit um but yeah i i didn't know what to expect i when i saw on the poster from the director of the full monty that was quite encouraging i'm not gonna lie i'm a big fan of sharon horgan from the tv show she's Catastrophe. Great. yeah i think she is great and her character she plays this character so well she's got a resting bitch face like all the way <laughs> through the movie and, and and that's what she does best so oh yes i love the performances in it and i did think it was really charming and fisherman's friends i thought was totally kind of throwaway in my opinion but this i thought uh, was was entertaining like i said it had a great pace and the performances were were great they were good enough at least and yeah just really charming uh kind of was there entertained me for however long it is our 40 minutes and i left with a smile on my face Aww. and sometimes that's good enough sometimes that's all you can ask for and i think it will play very well to the demographic i think you know the fact that at the end it shows all the different military wives choirs across the country and world i think it, it will have an impact and I, I i think it will do very very well when it's released in march yeah you well i know. fell asleep <laughs> so I'm, oh at least I'm you gonna, admitted it i'm gonna take i it's I, you know, we've seen it before. We'll see it again. I, I, for some reason, I did enjoy Fisherman's. I, I'm always going to call it Fisherman's Wives. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's Fisherman's it. That's wives. the crossover. That, that's the yeah. crossover name. Fisherman's Friend. For me, that one, that one kind of stood out for some reason. I don't know why. Because, because it was just totally lefty. But um, from what I do remember, it was uh, just average, in my opinion. There's nothing there. It won't win any awards, will it? No. No, oh, well. You know, and... and I don't, don't know, best score, I think, maybe, has a chance. No, you've got Toy Story <laughs> 6 by that. <laughs> so, Toy Story 6, isn't it? Uh, for me, it was, it was nothing more than average, I'm afraid. Fair enough. Well, we put on our Twitter page, Owen, uh, we asked people who've been to the screening to get in touch and let us know what they thought of the okay, movie. So okay, so I'm about to be educated Well, now, yeah. yeah, so here we go. So we've got at Pure Forms. Ooh. It's got a lovely picture of Batman on his Twitter feed. Uh, he says, or she, uh, thought Military Wives was a nice film. I found it ordinary. We have seen it all before in the full Monty. Yes, I Brassed off, Fisherman's Friends. The narrative is like a notebook of things that should be included in the film rather than a well-rounded story about real people. Uh, we've also had a comment, as I said uh, moments ago, actually, from uh, Matthew Fitzroy, uh, who said, just searched military wives brassed off to see if anyone else thought this. Very much a formula. Practice for major musical event. Tragic personal backstories almost stop them attending. Leader looks like not attending. Leader ends up attending. Happy <laughs> ending. Um, so that that so it sounds like everybody agrees that it's very predictable. And then we've got to say this uh, shout out to uh, Nick from Wales in the movies. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> who's basically said, I won't watch it as I'm sick of films glorifying the UK armed forces. Let's make films about the millions of Iraqis we've murdered instead. Oh, wow, wow. (laughs) From what I saw, I don't think it was glorifying... No, not at all. ...the armed forces. Not at all. That's that's one thing which I noticed before falling asleep. Oh, wow. So I I, I agree there. I think it's charming. It did steer away from the politics of the whole Afghan war and things like that, I think you know, that, the debate is valid. You know, it's a valid debate, yeah. but you know, there's a time and a place for that. Yeah, when you're absolutely. Talking about military wives, you know, let's 
you know, let's they, stick to the wives, they're, they're shall not, we? The wives are not the reason why no. we go into the war no. with, with the, the police. There's people. actually a really nice scene where they walk in a, uh, they walk past a protester. And then he's like, stop the war. And she's like, well, I'm married to it. So yeah. sorry. And it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's a fair true. Point. Ooh, hola, senorita. Hola, where's my uh, Mexican hat? <laughs> No one's doing some great dancing. Am I, am I uh, oh, speedos? Yeah. <laughs> Is that for the X-rated show? Oh, oh easy. Am I flip-flops? Look, he's in Hawaii. Okay. Well, Yoan, imagine now you're in you're in the perfect uh, isolated desert island now. You're you've got the pineapple. Uh, you got the pineapple. There's the sand. There's the sea. Oh, it's a beautiful sunshine. Okay, but. Tragedy strikes because you're only allowed to bring one film on this desert island, okay? Uh, what film will you be choosing today? Can I just say, you've mm. sprung this question on me about <laughs> 10 minutes ago. It's yeah. very unfair. I'm sorry. So, you know... Spontaneous. I, like, I demand to choose three. Because if I can fit one, I can right, fit three. Let, let me talk to my colleague over here. I uh, think... Uh, what do I, we uh, think? Uh, come on. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, do, we'll allow three. Right, on we'll allow three, three, but you've got to be quick. So, batteries not included, mm. E.T., mm. Green Mile. Right. Oh, Dan, brilliant. have you seen any of those movies? <laughs> <laughs> be quiet, you. No, no, you. Let, let's, be, let's, let's ask, have you seen any of these movies? I, uh, of course I have. I've seen E.T. and I've seen Green Mile. I've not seen batteries not included. Uh, what? Um, so if, but I'm but a plastic if, film fan, aren't I? Which, which, <laughs> which of the three, though, do you think is your favourite out of the three? Uh, probably E.T., I I I I'd be very hard to to narrow it down to a favourite one. I've got to be honest. I could choose ten now that that are my favourite, so it's impossible to choose one. Mm. Oh well, there we are. I've forgotten the Goonies, which is (laughs) oh the Goonies. The Goonies is a classic as well. Oh, so what's yours then? Oh, I oh, don't well, know. We, 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 oh, come no, we, we, we do it for the guests. It's too difficult. You sprang it on me now, Johan. So th- your thoughts then on those movies? Yeah, I, I, I think E.T. is a is It's a got everything, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's everything. Laughter, crying, bit of controversy, bit yeah. of debate, yeah. humour, yeah. seriousness. Yeah. I what think, else is there to have? And I think you get that with most of Spielberg's films. I think you can't go wrong with a Spielberg film um, in terms of pure entertainment and having a bit of everything in there. Mm. And I guarantee you, if you show that film to somebody that hasn't seen the film, that person will end up crying. Yeah, and it's timeless. And yeah. it is timeless. And, and it doesn't and, date. Yeah, and it's as successful now, I think, watching it as as you would be back then. I think if I showed it to my niece and nephew now, they would absolutely adore it. They'd absolutely love it. I don't think they'd watch it and go, oh, well, this looks old and it's boring. I think they would absolutely mm. just be absorbed into it because it is a magical, magical movie. So I think E.T. is a strong one. Green Mile, very, very powerful. Uh, I, I I love Stephen King anyway, so I, I think that is a, a very good choice as well. Uh, battery's not included. I think it's fine. Oh, <laughs> he's getting back because of so Queen what's and Slim. The, what's, what's the connection then between uh, E.T. and Battery's Not Included? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Steven Spielberg, oh. executive produced Battery's Not Included. Ah. Ah, and go. originally, he wanted it to be a TV series, 
but he enjoyed but he liked the idea so much that he decided to make it uh, to a feature film ah. and do you know who stars in the film who stars in it Jessica Tandy ah. driving Miss Daisy oh, ah yeah, lovely yeah, that's right yeah, yeah. well there we are <laughs> um, well that's all we've got time for on today's podcast can we say a massive thank you to Yoan Dyer yes Yoan this is your you time so now to, to plug so where can people listen to you 4pm every Sunday oh. afternoon GTFM we're not allowed to say the frequency now because the frequencies are all changing. So yeah. it's just GTFM. Available via smart speaker, just say play GTFM. Wow. Ooh. And of course online, gtfm.co.uk and also on the app. Wow. Hey, look at that okay. app. That's a lovely app. Wow. Um, thank you again, Joe. It's been a pleasure. I haven't really seen your face Daniel, in this whole no, thing. That you've you've missed me, haven't you? Yeah, you I have. have. I'll just love the face even more now. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please get in touch. You can follow us on Facebook at the Dan and Joe Film Show. Uh, we're on Twitter, DJ Film Show, and on Instagram as well. Yeah, so and now we're on Spotify. Oh yes. So um, if you want to listen to us, you can you can find us on Spotify. We're on Mixcloud. We're on the Google Podcast app. Uh, we're on loads of other things, and we're looking to get onto iTunes very very soon. Mm. Um, next week we've got uh, very special uh, guests we do we have uh, David Oscar and Craig uh, Roberts yeah uh, from uh, film uh, Fresh Take I hope you got Craig's name right there <laughs> I put it as well <laughs> I think I have yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're from Fresh Take and Well Good Movies uh, and they'll be coming to talk us about all about Sonic the Hedgehog Sonic the Hedgehog and Harley Quinn because they're very much into yeah, the comic, comic books, books. Yeah. can I just say Radio Cardiff this is what you're missing oh hey. thank you you and Jock and Bauer and on that note uh, we bid you farewell thank you so much for listening and goodbye <laughs>